Hi, friends. Welcome to You Have to Read This Book podcast. I'm Peyton. I'm Bailey, and we are so happy that you are here listening, all 25 of you. (laughs) That's generous. More like all seven of you. But thank you for being here and sharing your, I don't know, Saturday morning, Friday night, Monday lunch hour, whenever you listen with us. We're excited uh, to be here to talk books with you. Absolutely. I was, um, I had a job interview today and they asked me about this podcast because I put it on my resume because you're supposed to put like something interesting and fun in your interest section that will like kind of like prompt conversation to like get to know you personally. I don't know. I don't know if this is a thing outside the legal field, but like, that's what my counselor told me. Um, anyway, they asked me about the book podcast and I like just kind of started rambling about it. And I was saying how like this has been such a bright light and something to look forward to every couple weeks to distract from COVID life and school and all the crazy things. So I appreciate every single one of you. And I especially appreciate my lovely co-host Peyton. I appreciate you too. I was just talking to a friend today um, about like, yeah, we're, we're recording podcast tonight. So we're, we're going to meet up to talk, um, virtually nobody panic. Um, and I was like, so it has to be after, after I record and she goes, you have a podcast. And I was like, yeah. And I love it. Let me tell you all about it. She doesn't like to read, but I was like, it's about books and all this other fun stuff. And so, um, it is, it is a bright spot and it definitely makes my, my month better that I get to do this dedicated two times two times a month like get to sit down and see your face and and talk to all of you absolutely so um how has your week and last week been um my week has been really good it was my birthday on tuesday ooh, ooh, happy getting old yeah yeah i'm definitely getting old 28 um before I started recording, Bailey was like, you'll be able to, we were talking about my career. She's like, you'll be able to do that by the time you're 30, right? And I was like, actually, probably not. I don't know if I'll be able to do that in two years. And it's weird to think about that, but I'm also very ready to turn 30. Um, but we ordered tacos and margaritas for my birthday and my mom drove up and we went hiking. And it was, it was a really great way to spend um, my 28th year around the sun or first day of my 28th year. So it was good. How's your week been? I wish I could have been there. I feel like I've done birthday. Yeah, I was at your birthday last year. That was, by the way, the last thing I did before COVID. I know, me too. And I'm so glad we did it because that was so much fun. We went to that tequila bar in, um, where was that? Not over the Rhine. Finley Market. Yeah, tequila bar, Los Afrendas, Los Afrendas. I don't remember. It was amazing. And then I we wore went the cutest to, outfit I've ever worn in my life. Oh my God. It was so cute. I wore a super cute outfit. That's where all of our pictures of us together for the podcast have come from. And then the next weekend we were like having to work from home. Yeah. Yeah. So back when we thought the COVID wouldn't touch us and it's March again. So crazy. Well, my week, uh, has been good. Um, I've been like getting out of my apartment more the past two weeks. It's been a little bit warmer. So that's been really good. Um, I spent the night at a hotel, uh, last Saturday night, which was so fun. It had like a cool view of Brooklyn and it was like fancy and it had a nice bathtub and that was fun. That's great. What a great little mini vacation just to, in your own city to stop being at home. Yeah. Um, and School has been 
I mean, it's always kind of crazy, but like, and it always seems overwhelming, but like, I feel like it's actually been a little bit less, but it's about to start ramping up again with like midterms and more writing assignments. So I'm like enjoying this last little bit of peace. Also, I have a four day weekend this weekend. So that's been nice, but I already have not gotten as much accomplished as I wanted to. Why did you have a four day weekend? Well, they canceled our spring break um, because of COVID and like, so they gave us like some random break days and I already don't have class on Friday. So like I had yesterday off and today off. And so well, that's nice. I mean, it's not nice that they canceled spring break. I get why they had to do it, but it's nice that they gave you some break days in between. Yeah. I told myself I was going to do all this stuff and uh, hasn't, haven't really gotten it done yet. And I want to take tomorrow off completely from school. So we'll see what happens. I also need to do my taxes. So oh, um, God, me too. I don't want to even think about it. I hate taxes. Um, yeah. And I, I have a lot of things um, because I've traded and took money out of my 401k for school. So it's going to be so great. Yeah, that's not going to be fun to file. We refinanced our house, so I don't want to file my own taxes this year. We'll probably have somebody do it. Nice. I guess I'll just use TurboTax. Mm, file, But I don't think I'll be able to with um, all of like the trades and stuff. Like I feel like free files usually only for like simple things. Yeah, you'll have to pay. I don't think you can free file with that. And oh my gosh, um, what is it? HSA stuff. It's like so annoying. You always even have to pay more for that. <laughs> we're not a uh, money podcast, but <laughs> but that's what we're complaining about this time. Oh, I for, um. So you know, you're talking about not having break days. So the company Bailey used to work for and that I work for, we always got bank holidays off. Um, not the department that we're in but other departments are having to work bank holidays now because of how busy we are. No, that sucks. Are they at least getting like overtime? Yeah, they're getting holiday pay, which is, you know, it's excellent, but really sucks that it's a requirement. It's like practically a requirement for some of those departments. Wow. That sucks. Okay. Also, I'm sorry, guys, this is probably so boring to you. Um, I do have a fun question. Um, what, so today our episode is going to be about, uh, like romance books and romance tropes. So what is like a rom-com trope that you have lived in real life? Do you want me to go first? Yes. Okay. Um, rom-com trope that I lived in real life. I was not allowed to date my boyfriend, who is now my husband. Um, and so I don't know, like, I guess kind of forbidden romance was snuck around a lot. And uh, my dad caught us um, smooching in the basement. Um, like the first time Mike met my dad, he caught us smooching and it was not good. And my best friend who is was my maid of honor in our wedding, wrote my dad a letter and mailed it to him, um, convincing my dad that he should let me date Mike, who's now my husband. And my dad referenced that letter in his uh, speech toast at my at our wedding. So that is the most I don't I guess I don't really, forbidden love and then friends to lovers I guess would be the two tropes that that encompasses in my life. What about you? Wow. I'm like actually looking up the like name for tropes to see which one it actually goes into. I don't think, I guess it's like a kind of like a deadline inconvenient romance thing, basically. So um, I started dating my um, girlfriend in college, um, literally like 
two or three months before I was going to graduate. And at the time, I actually thought I was going to move to China. Um, I got in a job there after graduation. Um, well, I was supposed to leave in August, but then I was going to uh, move home in like June after I graduated. And I didn't end up going to China, which was like a whole other thing. But um, I still like moved three hours away back to uh, Cincinnati, where we were from. And so like, I kind of, we kind of knew that like it was doomed from the start. <laughs> a doomed romance. I like it. I always forget that you were going to go to China. Didn't you sell your car and everything? <laughs> yes. It was a whole thing. And then I decided uh, to apply at the company we worked for. And that's how I ended up meeting you. And I'm so glad we did. Look where we are now. And sometimes, okay, I like really hope she never listens to this or even if she does, it's whatever. Um, But I really doubt she does. But sometimes I always wonder, like, what if we had met at a different time? I feel like we may might have been something but we I mean that's like the question that a lot of people that go through breakups ask right like like oh my god they say that on the bachelor all the time they're like if only we'd had more time if only we'd met a different way I'm like well you guys are expected to go from not knowing each other to getting engaged within six weeks or something ridiculous so very true (gasps) Oh my gosh, you don't pay attention to The Bachelor. But first of all, really excited. Chris Harrison is stepping aside, uh, even though he announced yesterday morning or this morning that he was coming back, but whatever. Do Did you see, have you seen who is going to host the After the Final Rose interview? Yes, I know it's that guy you said that I should pay attention to. Emmanuel Acho. Oh my God, I'm in love with him. I love his interviews. I love his style. I love his like articulateness. He's incredible. And I am beyond excited to see him mitigate some drama on after the final rose. So amazing. Yeah, it's going to be super dramatic. I'm happy. Probably the most dramatic season ever. Wow. Well, that's what they say. We over here at You Have to Read This Book podcast, we love romance books and we love romance tropes. So that's what this episode is going to be dedicated to. And we are bringing on an amazing guest who is a a romance newbie, right? Yes, um, she is new to reading romance and is really excited to talk about tropes with us um, and learn a little bit more about what we like to read romance wise and for us to hear what she's read so far and what she enjoys. You can find her on Instagram, um, but we are really excited to welcome Carrie from at Roland, Roland, sorry, she'll tell you in a minute, reads. (laughs) All right, guys. So we are so excited to have Carrie on the podcast with us to talk about books. Um, Carrie, you want to introduce yourself and tell everyone a little bit about who you are and what you like to read? Absolutely. Uh, my name is Carrie Rowland. Um, I'm friends with both Bailey and Peyton on Bookstagram. My handle is at Roland Reads. I currently work in student housing at a university, so I have a super weird job, Um, and I kind of fell back into reading last year after being, like, definitely one of those kids that, like, goes to the library every weekend, reads a bunch of books, and then wonders why they have a lot of, like, social anxiety later in life, Uh, but for me, getting back into reading this last year has been a pandemic activity, so I'm really honestly working to find out what I enjoy reading. I'm pretty open-minded, I think, Um, and except I've went into reading going, I don't read romance. That's so, that's pretty ironic for today. I'm pretty excited about that, but, um, 
And then as far as like what I'm currently reading, I think I'm a little bit in a slump. Um, I keep picking up books and reading a bit and then putting them back down. Um, I'm partway through The Vanishing House, which is very good. So I haven't finished y'all's episode on that because I want to read the book first. Mm. And then I started the Bridgerton series, um, that first book, which is that's a romance novel. Did you? It like- is. It is. And I, I, I really enjoyed the show. I don't know why. We can unpack that. We can unpack <laughs> some of my romance issues. But, um, and then there's an arc that I'm working on too. So I'm skipping around. I'm having commitment issues. Currently. That's okay. I think like we're all like, it's March again and we're still in pandemic mode and so like the fact that we're slumping because I am too actually this has not been I had a great February and then my March is very slow and I just think that kind of comes with being where we're at um what has been your favorite read in the pandemic Mm. Mm. I put you on the spot so if you don't know that no you're totally fine um Something I was, and something else I was going to talk about, um, that Colleen Hoover book I just read was so good. It ends with us. I was like, whoa, also oh. romance. So <laughs> um, the, oh, I can't remember if we're um, a court of Thorns and Roses fans in this family. Are we or are we not? <laughs> Remind me. You can be a fan of whatever you want to be a fan of. Neither of us me. have read it. So. Oh, okay. That's totally fine. So I felt like me stepping into reading them, I was like the last person on earth. So that's very validating. Um, You're welcome. Those, those are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh. Yeah. I feel like I've been all over the place, but most recently that um, it ends with us, Colleen Hoover, because Colleen Hoover actually lives in Galveston, which is where I am right now. So my friend Sarah and I are kind of obsessed with her for no reason, even though up until a few weeks ago, we hadn't read anything, but I'm like, oh my God, Colleen Hoover lives here. That's hilarious. Um, I love so. that. What a good tidbit. Do we have any book authors from this area that we're obsessed with, Bailey? I don't even know any book authors from like Cincinnati. So. Yes, you do. Um, what's Wait, her name? Curtis Info? Yes. Yeah. I don't think she still lives there though. Well, but she's from here. Yeah. Fire, right? She's hilarious. Like and that's a romance novel. Eligible I'm thinking of, isn't it? It's eligible. Just retelling. Yeah, I guess. But like I don't even think of her books as romance because like she's just they're more like a social commentary. Like, I don't know. She's really good though, and like so clever. She's on my to-read list. I haven't read her yet. I just know that she has a book based in our area. So and it's like Bachelor. Hmm. Right. I feel like there's a lot of authors that in theory I'm a fan of, um, but I, until now I finally read a Colleen Hoover. So I can say that there's validation of that. There's um, who writes like Love and Gelato. You know what I'm talking about? Those like YA books. It's a, I know like what books you're talking about, but I don't know who wrote them. So, okay. I haven't read them, but I follow her on TikTok and she's super funny. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, that's a cool person whose books I need to read. Jenna Evans Welch. Is that her? that sounds like a name <laughs> okay I mean it's she's on love and gelato's uh like cover so that sounds cool. that sounds right yeah so she's really a good tiktok follow so wow. you follow authors like before you even read their books yes and sometimes that I think influences a lot Colleen Hoover I'm gonna stop talking about Colleen Hoover but she's so funny on tiktok and instagram um trying to think of who else but yeah, definitely, um, even with music and books, I think things like TikTok and Instagram, like it lets us connect with people 
well in general I mean like obviously we're connecting from Instagram but I, we wouldn't have that opportunity prior so I don't know that's that's a good thing it's yeah. the positives of social media book talk is so fun like I've been a recent book talk enthusiast and I'm enjoying it except some of the things that like you can tell when like non- readers are on book talk because the books that they like everyone's obsessed with like are books that I'm just like what like the the I kept seeing this book everywhere on book talk and I was like it's not even that good we were liars by like E Lockhart I think okay yes I will tell you that all of your book talk I've seen that is that the one that everyone's like this will like wreck wreck your world yeah (laughs) Yeah. absolutely and it's not that good I mean no, it's like weird writing a weird stream of consciousness thing where like the like the main character doesn't really know what's going on. Kind of like in like Catherine House, yeah, um, which we both read where like the main character just doesn't really know what's going on and you don't know if you can trust her. And there's some weird like stream of consciousness things. I'm pretty sure. Have are have you guys read this book or are you going to? I have no go for it. Well, spoiler alert, I'm pretty sure like the entire thing is like in her head because um, like her cousins that she like thinks she's with like died the year before um, and she's like hallucinating them or something. And like, I can only read one or two books like that in my life until it gets so old and I just can't do it. <laughs> so you've is done it the, too much. Is that the one where the cover or something says like uh, when somebody asks you what this book is about, lie to them? Is that what I'm thinking of? There's like one book that people are heavily advertising on Book Talk where they're like, don't tell people what it's about. Just let them read it. I'm like, but what is it about? I don't know. That's Maybe. probably what it is. If yeah. it's got some crazy twist like that, they don't want yeah. people to, to give it away. Hmm. I've seen the one um, about the lady. She wrote, she, she wrote a novel that she was a defense attorney and her husband cheated on her. And then the mistress got murdered and now so now she's defending her ex-husband and when I was seeing those like videos on bookstagram and and book talk I was like is this real like is this really and that's her whole shtick and she's like no guys I didn't I'm not real my husband didn't actually murder his girlfriend I'm not actually a lawyer but it's like I want to read that book now just because her advertisements for it have been so good I don't remember what it's called but it's on bookstagram everywhere so hmm. I don't think I've heard of that all right so um Carrie we're this is we're gonna try and talk about <laughs> romance novels today and so I want to start you said something really interesting that you wanted to unpack why do you think you have a problem like when you were like oh I don't read romance novels when you started reading again why do you think you felt that way? Um, and has that changed at all as you've started your reading journey? Yeah, so I don't know. So to set the tone, I think I fit in with the group in just being a raging liberal now, but, <laughs> but was raised very, um, you know, Southeast Arkansas. Have either of no. you ever been to Arkansas? No. Don't go. Um, especially Southeast Arkansas, there's really beautiful mountains. Northern Arkansas is beautiful. There's so much civil rights history in Little Rock, Arkansas. Southeast Arkansas, you can skip the trip. Um, but for me, very conservative. Um, yeah, I think there's some of that to unpack, even in like reading things with like sexual content. I'm like, I'm 27 years old, guys. I can read whatever the heck I want. <laughs> but I feel like my grandma is somewhere going. <laughs> 
Did you uh, that, Carrie? Yes, uh, Grandma, is, I should. Yes, I'm grown and married and this is okay. <laughs> like, um, but also I think there's judgment, especially for like women and like the kind of women that read romance novels. I don't know. Okay. Um, and then also like what romance novels are, but people watch Hallmark movies. I think there's so much overlap in like what that is. That's literally like kind of the same thing. Yeah. Um, well, I think romance mo- like novels and Hallmark movies both are thought of as being like less than like other types of movies or other types of books. And I think a lot of that kind of goes into um, like basically just like the patriarchy. I like hate to blame everything on that, but like anything no, that's agree. specifically targeted towards women and has a mainly like women fan base is seen as being less than because women aren't as smart and don't know as like, what the good things are as much as men so like obviously oh romance novels like they're just silly because they they are just read by women yeah Yeah. and I think I was falling into that honestly um absolutely and it wasn't until one of my friends she's my coworker. she's also on bookstagram Shinzelis library Sarah great great human being but um, she was really into romance novels and I got her into more like, because I used to always say my favorite genre were thrillers. Now I would say it's more like historical fiction. Um, I've kind of adapted in that, but opened my eyes to like, hey, try this. And I did a readathon in December. Couldn't tell you, Tis the Readsons, I think was the name. And it is, ends up being kind of romance heavy. And there were some books that I read that I was like, I've discovered that is not for me, um, but other things that were warm and fuzzy and I really enjoyed. So. It definitely has a place in my life. I, I, I was being t- too judgmental of myself and others. So I think you're absolutely right, Bailey. So are you more of like a warm and fuzzy romance reader? Like you want a cozy read or do you want like a, like you said you're a court of the Akatar fan, right? And those get pretty freaking steamy. So do you like steamy reads or is that not your speed? Like when you pick up when you're deciding, okay, I'm going to pick up this romance novel, what are your turn-ons and your turn-offs? Mm. Um, I think a, I think I could go either way because it is, I mean, those are steamy. And then I know that I assume that Bridgerton is going to get steamy just based on the, the show. Um, so know what I'm, at least know what I'm going into there. Um, but I like cute and sweet and cozy. So I think it's, less about like that kind of content whether it's a turnoff or not of like okay have either of you read one day in december no that's on my list i haven't read it though do you enjoy um a love at first sight situation i don't hate it yeah it depends i don't hate it but i don't i think I do. I think that turns me off immediately. And I don't know why, because it's not really a realistic thing because I can say, oh, that's not realistic. But why am I okay with this fantasy, fantasy Court of Thorns and Roses? Obviously this isn't happening magical kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, I actually tend to agree with you. Instant love, um, like where like love at first sight to me seems more like a Disney princess like situation where like you know Sleeping Beauty the I know you like song where they dance through the woods together and I think that's like romantic but then like instant love where like they meet like I think in Crave that's definitely um what's happening where it's really trying to be Twilight but they fall in love even faster than Edward and Bella and like I don't like that like I 
I, but I like to see the relationship progress. What about you, Bailey? Um, I don't know. I, I think it depends on the character. I, I actually, I don't know about that part, but I do know about the question you asked about whether you prefer steamy things. Um, weirdly enough, like I generally, I'm like not prudish at all. Like I'm down to read the steamy things when I'm in the mood to read the steamy things. But like in general, I prefer romance books without a ton of like um, steamy scenes because I think it just distracts me away from like the story. And like, if I'm not in the mood for it, I usually just end up skipping past it. Like, I don't know. I actually, I, I know, <laughs> I know it, it's like, it, I have to be in the mood for it, but like, I prefer books um, where it's not, I don't like it when they're just like completely skip past it, but I like it when it's kind of loosely described. Like um, I always, we, we always talk about red, white and royal blue on this. And like, though there are some scenes that are steamy, but they're like, it's, it's not like the entire book. And I, I really enjoy authors that add in steamy scenes like Casey McQuinston. I can get behind that. Have you read Red, White, and Royal Blue, Carrie? No, but that's <gasps> on my list. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but I know people love it and it, it's just like all over the internet. So um, that is the first book you can write down is what you have to read. Okay, great. <laughs> just would like to add in that I read um, an ARC of One Last Stop and um, it the steamy scenes are top tier, A plus, perfect, like, literally and she'll also have random references to like some sexual things that are not even in sexual scenes but it's just hilarious because one of the characters like I don't know how much I'm really allowed to say about this but like one of the characters likes to make lists so she like creates a sex list and it's amazing I love that isn't that book out I feel like it's published now right no it's not till June oh dang it I think it comes out of my birthday which is like Hmm. some great I like that that is nice. That's a great birthday present. Um, okay. So steamy, maybe you don't like instant love. What about, so, so the reason that I love red, white, and royal blue so much is because it hits my favorite trope, which is enemies to lovers. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have some other like books that jump out to mind, like when I think of that trope, but what, like when would you rather see a friendship blossom into true love or would you rather see two people that want to kill each other fall in love because <laughs> I think um I think a court of thorns and roses I think I guess that ends up being enemies to lovers yeah I think I've heard that too where it does um it's because ugh, the guy is like acting a totally different way. That's a whole thing. Um, so I don't know that I've read a friend's delivers quite yet. Felix Ever After is not a romance novel. Well, I mean, it kind of is, but not really. Um, but it has a friend's delivers element in it. That's really sweet. And it's not what I wanted. And I was actually disappointed <laughs> when I read that. We talked about that on our very first episode, but that's a good friend's delivers one. To be honest, I think most YA books are kind of inherently romance novels, but that can be a discussion for another time. Yeah, you're not wrong. Do you like fantasy since you're reading Akatar? Yeah, um, and then I recently, there's a group of students on our campus that are called the European History Club, and they are exactly what you'd expect. 
Um, and I bring that up because I was, um, I'm in the advisor for that organization. And they're like, do you read? And nobody, I feel like that I talked to in IRL reads, but I was like, I do read. And they're like, what do you read? And I'm just like talking about it. Like, do you read fantasy? And so they gave me all these like kind of epic fantasy recommendations that I have downloaded on my Kindle, but it is, um, I do enjoy it, but it is a big commitment because there is so much world building. So you have to like, just, just invest emotionally yeah intellectually definitely. yeah uh, I, especially if there's like magic systems all kinds of stuff sorry yeah. yeah I generally try to avoid fantasy books but actually I've decided I've been wanting something that it like really takes a lot of emotional investment um but I just don't have the time right now and I've also been wanting to reread a series which like series also take a lot of emotional investment so I've decided this summer my goal is to um reread like several of Cassie Clare's um, like Shadowhunter series. There are like a bunch of different series within those. And I've, um, my roommates really love them. And like a new book just came out this week and they keep talking about it. So I think um, like each book is like 500 pages and there are like 15 of them that I feel like I need to read. So that's my summer goal. That is a huge goal. Like I'm exhausted just thinking about <laughs> reading all of her books. And also her most recent one, I'm surprised that... Carly does she like it the one that just came out on Tuesday yeah yeah she said she didn't like the ending but overall she likes it okay I just I've some of the people that I follow on bookstagram I've read it and they're like yeah I feel like Cassie Clare is just like really stretching this story out and doesn't need to be doing it anymore but I loved that series when I was younger I read the first like the first segment of her series it was good yeah well, the reason why I asked if you liked romance is there's a enemies to lovers. It's not, or sorry, fantasy, not romance. Um, it's not really meant to be a ro. I don't know. It's called uh, Serpent and Dove. Have you read that or seen that one? I actually got that for Christmas. So I'm really glad. So I have it. I do own it. I, I just feel like I'm collecting books more than reading them at this point. But It's a hobby in and of itself, <laughs> collecting books. Um, I read that this summer. Uh, the first one is much better than the second one, but I feel like the author kind of got forced to turn a, like a, a sequel into a trilogy, um, but they're really fabulous, and they're an enemies to lovers romance. It, it's okay. really good, and also a slow burn, not instant love. Love it. Love it. Oh my gosh. Can we just talk about slow burn for a minute? Because I was trying to think about my favorite romance tropes and like that one didn't immediately come to mind. Um, my first one that came to mind was Royal Romance, shocker. But I like <laughs> thinking about it, think I actually like slow burn as my favorite Royal Romance or as my favorite romance trope. Going to back to thinking about um, something to talk about, which was my favorite book of 2019 that I've said a thousand times is like one of the ultimate slow burns, but there are so many others. And I just, I don't know, there's something like really amazing about the buildup of a romance. Um, and, and I- it's so satisfying when they yeah. finally like get together, you get the steamy scene or whatever. For sure. Do you, do you like slow burns? I, I think I would appreciate it more than, um, than the alternative. And yeah, instant love. So actually, maybe that goes back to my answer about like, love at first sight is maybe I, I don't like it. It just seems too like too quick too. yeah, um, I just want it to be more realistic. But also like, I don't know, suspense. 
Some people get really impatient with slow burns, which like I understand because I felt that way a little bit with something to talk about because like they literally don't get together for, until like the last 15 pages. But um, I think I still overall prefer it to the alternative, especially when it's done like at the right amount, because I feel like there's a really fine line between like too long and like too like not enough suspense. Yeah, for sure. I loved something to talk about. That's a really good one to put on your list too, Carrie. That's a great one. So I'm we've done. It's, it's moving. We're good. Doing so what have we recommended to you so far? Um, I have written down Red, White, and Royal Blue, and I have started um, Serpent and Dove, and then I wrote Slow Burn underneath, and then Perfect. something to talk about. Um, all, are all of these gay? Is Serpent and Dove gay? No, there's that's straight. Sorry. I'm going to put, I've, I read sorry that it's straight. <laughs> yeah. Sorry that it's straight. Um, but that, I mean, you both have husbands. So it's like, I think you can probably enjoy straight books more than I can. Probably. Probably. I'm trying to think. Um, so Bailey and I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the tropes that we really like. And if we have book examples to give you, um, we will, but that way you can kind of get an understanding of what all you have to choose from in the world that is bodice rippers, which is what I like to call romance novels. Um, but also really quickly, I, you said one other thing that like when you were talking about why you didn't pick up romance novels and I meant to ask and I didn't. So famously I stole my first Nora Roberts book out of my mom's dresser when I was like a seventh grader and like giggled as I read the steamy scenes and like um neighbors caught me read like when we went down to the lake the neighbors were like you're letting your daughter read a romance novel and my mom didn't care and was like she is she stole it she's gonna read it it's fine she doesn't even know what she's reading jokes on her but um (laughs) (laughs) so I picked my my first not romance novel up at a young age. How old were you? Like, was it this year? Was it like that was so you literally just picked up a romance novel for the first yes. time? I really, I really think I did. I can't think of anything prior. Like, not even like you, like Bailey said, YA is inherently got a romantic fair. But mm. you never so I guess you've picked something like that up, but not a book where the sole purpose was people yeah, falling in love right definitely not like an adult romance okay. fiction novel but yeah I used to I used to read YA and I guess I think that is a fair point about YA just because being a young adult is a very I don't know that that mind driven hormonal awkward time so yeah definitely. my favorite author um Ali Carter um s- switched to middle grade because um she was saying that basically the main difference between middle grade and young adult half the time isn't even like characters ages it's like whether there's a romance like YA literally has to have a romance like for it to be YA like I don't I can't even think of a single YA book that I've ever read that doesn't have a romance well especially after Twilight because Twilight was literally young adult romance like that was probably the first book I read that I sought out in young adult fiction for the romantic element that I can recall. And so I think that really changed the whole publishing industry, right? For YA. Yeah. And everyone of like every age was obsessed. My grandma, uh, we, okay. 
uh, my grandmother read those books and then I read them um and we went to like every premiere she was obsessed absolutely if you go back and rewatch the first movie there are pauses between characters coming on screen for applause like there's built-in time for the audience to react like Carlisle when he walks into the hospital he like shakes out his hair and there's a solid 10 second pause of no sound for people like just music for people to clap so that you don't miss dialogue I guess now it could just be read as really awkward because I had um we um watched I guess we didn't watch the last movie but I had Chuck watch it and I I don't know why I was surprised that my husband hadn't watched them before but he had like an older sister so I thought just maybe he's like what is happening why is he running up the tree and I'm like we watched and it was really good and but also hilarious that first one especially I just rewatched them with quarantine too and it's or COVID or whatever and it's been fabulous they were so fun to rewatch Bailey when's the first time you picked up a romance novel oh I don't even remember I mean I get like I definitely when I was too young um I don't know maybe like 50 shades of gray might have been like the first romance novel that I read um and would have been in high school yeah early high school I would say like maybe even eighth grade like eighth no I was in college when that book came out so like maybe ninth or tenth then yeah um and I mean I obviously I'd read like YA and stuff and a lots of fan fiction um which I feel like most of the romance tropes that I think of I've been trying to think of books that go along with these and I'm like no actually because most of the romance things I read are end up being fan fiction and I like have read so many of every one of these tropes that I like can't even name one but so actually I'm going to amend that and say like fan fiction is like where I like got my first experience with most of these tropes, but I, I did read 50 shades of gray. I, um, I mean, God. I feel like I learned a lot of things from it. Yeah. Probably things you shouldn't <laughs> have learned from yeah. it. Oh, what a terrible. So, um, one of my college students actually, I, still, it makes me uncomfortable, but she was like, have you read 50 Shades? And I was like, actually, I haven't. Um, and she's like, you really should, because they're really good. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, so no, the room says no. I trust you. I wouldn't say that they're good, but I still think you should read them. Uh, oh, <laughs> sometimes it's about the experience. Yeah, are, for sure. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even watch the movies. Um, I think you can skip the movies. Yeah, the movies are bad. It is Twilight fan fiction. Yeah, it, it is legitimately. It you was didn't know that. This yeah. is brand new information. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it was published, um, her name was Ice Queen 69 or something, and she was on fanfic.net, and that's where she initially published 50, 50 Shades of Grey before she went out as E.L. James and published it with a publishing house. It was AU, though, so like... Alter- yeah, alternate yeah. universe. Sorry, alternate right. universe. <laughs> yeah, but so like, I mean, if you really like Twilight, then I guess maybe you should read them just to like get the the full Twilight experience, but they're not anything to write home about and they're a really unhealthy portrayal of BDSM relationships for sure yeah although at least they do negotiate at least they have that I don't still don't know if (laughs) the way they did that was healthy but whatever um okay Bailey tell me some of your favorite romance tropes royal romance Um, and actually this goes along with it, like billionaire celebrity, like kind of in disguise, but like 
just one of the people being like a billionaire celebrity. I feel like that was a little bit more when I was younger and it probably is not as exciting to me now, but that used to be one of my favorites. Um, fake dating. I don't know how anyone could not like fake dating. Fake dating is just great. Um, I read a fanfic of um, two of my favorite characters from Supergirl that was a AU of the Proposal, the Sandra Bullock movie, um, which is it was freaking phenomenal. Uh, it's literally like 300,000 words at this point, which is like five young adult books because I think young adult books are on average 75,000 words so like a lot um, of words but great um slow burn and I think enemies to lovers I think of P.S. I love you is that what it's called no the Jenny the Netflix show that you like so much I think of that for fake mm-hmm. dating yeah that? that one too what is that one called is that to all the boys I love before to all the boys I love before yeah that's what I think of for fake dating. I've only seen the show, but it's super cute. I also the love cute. Books. I have all those books on my bookshelf, just haven't read them yet. Relatable. <laughs> Nothing has ever been more relatable than that statement. <laughs> like, like I said, collecting and buying books is a hobby in and of itself. So true. Um, so my favorite tropes, enemies to lovers, absolute favorite. I love forbidden love. Um, so like literal Shakespeare, um, fake relationships. Uh, did I say that? Yep. Marriage of convenience and only one bed. Like if you're in a YA novel and they have to spend the night at a hotel and there's only one bed in the hotel room, I'm, oh no. I'm here for it. It's my favorite thing ever. Yeah. That goes with marriage of convenience. I feel like the totally idea is. of it and I, I don't love it. I love it. I love it. Marriage of Convenience is also in uh, Serpent and Dove. That's part of it. It's really great. Trust me on it. I love it. Um, so from what we've talked about and through any of your own readings, do you think that there's any tropes that you would want to like pursue in your romance novel reading, Carrie? Hmm. Um... I mean, maybe fake dating. I haven't that. I mean, because I did enjoy, I did really enjoy that show. So maybe that's something I should do. It's super um, cute. And when done well, it's really like really adorable. And it's kind of a slow burn because they end up falling in love throughout a long period of time. I can find some fake dating books. Um, I have to, I'll have to think about it, but I can find some and give you some recommendations. I and appreciate can- it. And we can post about them on the uh, on our stories this week too. You should make a cute little graphic with like at least one book in each trope that we recommend. Yep. We can do that. You guys really are educating me right now. I don't know. <laughs> I I think I know that was the intention, but like actually, I'm like, oh wow, I didn't. I'm really glad. Um, okay, so <laughs> we'll also talk about the ones that we both could skip, like tropes that like we're not here for. Um, and again, read whatever you want. You don't have to listen to us, but this is just what we don't like. So Bailey, what are you not here for in a romance novel? Um, love triangles. Been there, done that. Don't need to do it again. Um, for- <laughs> are you talking about in real life or just in the book? <laughs> in books. Okay, just checking. I don't think I've ever been in a love triangle. I don't know. Um, <laughs> All right. <laughs> forced proximity or like a uh, marriage of convenience type thing like uh, I don't know it doesn't it's like it seems kind of lazy to me um uh as like a trope of like getting your characters together because they literally have to be I don't know um forbidden romance not a fan unless it's like 
weird power dynamics, then I can get into it like a boss and, or like an age gap. I feel like that can kind of be for, forbidden romance in a way, but like not as, not like Romeo and Juliet, Romeo and Juliet type forbidden romance. Like I, I don't love that. Um, and I guess like also historical and fantasy. I don't know. It just, it's a, too much work for my brain. <laughs> Fair. Um, I do not like friends to lovers. I will obviously read it and it's fine, but it's not my favorite. What? Um, okay. The, the friends to lovers book that I can own, like, I think we buddy read that you freaking hated was before we were strangers. I hated that (laughs) book. Oh my God. She was a manic pixie dream girl that was only there to progress his life we read we read this book at the beginning of uh, yeah like the beginning of the pandemic with another like podcast um that we listened to and I they loved it like they raved about this book and I was like it was trash this was a literal trash book I hated it and I'm like the only person that feels that way about this book. I don't even feel that way and it's straight like the fact that I don't hate it like okay I like make this joke a lot I really don't hate straight people I would like to put that on the record I just am dramatic about it um because I like literally am surrounded by gay people 24 7 so I just like make jokes about it but I really don't hate straight people um but straight romance books do bore me a bit more um but I I didn't hate this one like I, I agree that there were issues but um I found myself rooting for them it was so bad I hated it I didn't want them to be together hated the ending hated the middle hated the beginning I didn't like any of it there you go um my my reviews on goodreads and it's scathing so (laughs) So was it was it all those issues or was it because it was friends to lovers honestly I was okay with the friends to lovers and they really went from friends to lovers to enemies to lovers like it was a full progression in this novel um it was also kind of a slow burn at the same time though (laughs) yeah and it was a slow burn I really didn't like it was written by a woman and to me it felt like it was written by a man like I didn't I didn't like a lot of the descriptors that were pretty vulgar about his body parts um and the way that he treated the female love interest, I mean, she, as when I, how I was reading it was that she was literally only a character to progress his betterment. And he treated her like shit, the whole, like the whole book. I didn't like it. They were a marriage of convenience and I didn't like that one. Um, so it was, it just wasn't my favorite. And it's really interesting because a lot of people loved it. And I expected to like it because it has such high ratings. And I think I gave it like two stars. Like I was pretty mean to it. So, and that that was my whole thing with One Day in December because I picked it up because I've seen it everywhere. People love it, and I like. I I never DNF things, but I was like, I'm not reading this. They're stupid. She's so terrible. He's terrible. They're being terrible. I just can't. Um, and finally, came back to it and finished it out of I think pure stubbornness. But then also had to come back and go like, this just, this book wasn't written for me. And that's okay. Because my friend loved it. And she was like, I think they're relatable. And I think it's nice. And I was like, I think they're shitty people. I don't know. (laughs) I don't want to be I've seen that, that people think that they're both like horrible people. They're not likable. So, all right. I'll just skip it. I mean, I I don't know. But for me, and part of it was why the... The love at first sight thing and how hard they fought for it. I was like, I don't get it, guys. I don't get it. But 
I don't know. True. Yep. I mean, and that's why some books are for some people and not for others, right? So. Um, oh, and the other trope I don't like is the you've changed trope, like where the one of the main characters is like, oh, you're not who you were a year ago. I love you now. And I'm like, where's the development? Where's the, I hated you and now I love you. Like I want the, I want the enemies to lovers development. Um, I don't want you to skip all that and be lazy and be like, you've changed. I think you're amazing now. So that's something that I, that I skip. Do you have any other like tropes that you think are, are like not for you besides the like love at first sight? Mm-hmm. I think anything, and this is my own issues I'm gonna acknowledge that but even in like movies it's usually a big plot point for like oh there's a secret I'm lying and this is the big basis of the plot is that I'm lying but if somebody finds out what the secret is or what I'm lying about then that's the conflict that we overcome and then we love each other at the end I can't really do that I don't know what you call that does that make sense yeah you know we're like um but if that if a movie does that I turn it off it stresses me out I'm like oh no they're keeping a secret and they're gonna get found out and that's the whole point I don't enjoy being stressed out in that way I'll read a thriller but that kind of stress can't (laughs) can't do the lie stress yeah I was just about to say that's what it is they're lying and it's so difficult in real life to build a relationship on lies right so it's hard it's you're stretching it even farther to be like I'm gonna read a book and they're gonna turn out great and it's gonna be fine yeah yeah well, there's one other thing that I really want to cover, like a discussion point, but we can make it kind of quick. Um, do you think romance novels have to have a happy ending? <sighs> I think um, if that's, the answer is no. Um, but I think, in, in my opinion, um, but I think a lot of times the idea is that, oh, we'd like to read something where things work out. Um, that would it's a nice cozy read that makes us happy but I also think that life doesn't really work that way and sometimes things don't work out so I don't don't know if it ends up still being romance if there was a relationship and it ended but it was still romance you know know. that's a good question I acknowledge that point that real life (laughs) does not work out like books however I pick up romance books because they are the happy endings that we can right. always get in real life. So I feel like about most things, I would rather um, have the realistic point of view. But with romance books, I I fully want my perfect happy ending or their perfect happy ending. That's why I'm picking it up. It's like escapism for me. I think maybe that maybe it ends up being more tragic if that's not what's happening. Maybe it's more of a tragedy, but for sure yeah I guess that's what you would call a romance novel where they don't end up together is that is a tragedy right so I don't think that you need to have a happy ending to have a great romance novel um one of the first like young adult romance novels I read in in eighth grade it was once you got to eighth grade you could check out the adult you know like the teenage books from the from the school library and I don't remember what it was called but it was a paperback and it was even on the little spinner rack in my library and um it's like the old school version of uh the a fault in our stars that's it's the original a fault in our stars and they both get cancer and he dies and she doesn't even though you expected her to die the whole time literally that's what the book was just was from that's me so 
<laughs> and it's a romance novel and it was amazing and it was beautiful and I expected a happy ending and I didn't get one and honestly I remember reading it going well if it had if I'd gotten a happy ending I it wouldn't have been as fulfilling of a story so there's a time and a place for sad romance endings but I think more often than not people want happy ones yeah all right um Bailey tell everyone what we're reading in together in two weeks that we'll be discussing Wait, sorry, I have one other question. Oh, okay, never mind. Um, this is a book that, or a question that we ask everyone, every guest. Yeah. What's one book that you think everyone has to read? Oh, gosh. Do you guys read memoirs? Is that something that you put in? I do. Uh, um, I, hold on, let me find it. <laughs> I'm like scrolling through my good, my good reads. Um, Us all the time on this podcast, don't worry. All the time. Like, I'm like, wait, what is that? Yeah. Um, okay. And it was something that got me out of the slump. So I don't know if it like meant more at the moment, which is a weird thing to get you out of a slump, but it just, it had meaning to me. And I think people from my background, it'll also have meaning. Have you read Educated yes. by Tara Westover? I loved that book. Um, and if you, if you come from a really like religious, conservative background, I don't know. I just drew a lot of meaning from that book. Um, also another memoir oh gosh uh I really don't read that many memoirs I don't but I really enjoy them Over the Top by Jonathan Vaness that's a really great audiobook you guys should you definitely everyone should listen to that one specifically I am just now getting in audiobooks so I will definitely pick that up um on audio for my next read I did love Educated I read that a couple years ago um that's a good one I yeah I haven't one. but it's been on my list so maybe this will be the push I need to pick it up you should Definitely. So yes, those are, those are my two memoir picks for whatever reason um, that I'm thinking of at the moment. I love memoirs too. I often recommend memoirs to my friends. So that's, I mean, they just impact you differently sometimes, right? Yeah. yeah and they're really accessible to non-readers too. Yeah. Okay. Now I will share the book that we are reading um, along too. For next episode is going to be Honey Girl by Morgan Rogers. It was obviously my pick um, because it's queer and um, it's a romance novel. And I've literally talked about it like a thousand times about how it was like one of the books I was most excited for this year. And I literally got it almost a month ago um, through book of the month. And I haven't even picked it up yet, which is crazy because I was so excited about it. But sometimes I feel that way about books that I'm so excited about is like, I'm actually scared to pick them up because I'm like worried that they're not going to live up to my expectations, but I feel like this one will. Um, I almost got that through book of the month. I don't know what I picked and said. Um, the cover is beautiful. Can we talk about that? I'm obsessed with it. Amazing. We will post pictures of it. Um, okay, so if we are ready to wrap up, where can we find you on social media? Did you, if you already said that, I apologize, but say it again. <laughs> I did. Um, so just Instagram. Um, it's Roland Reads. Roland is R-O-W-L-A-N-D. Roland Reads. But yeah, I'd love to connect with anybody on there. She's adorable. Everybody follow her. Uh, yes. One of our favorite so accounts that we connected with um, when our uh, Instagram first got added. And just thank you so much for coming on here and being like our most loyal listener. Like we appreciate you <laughs> so much. I enjoy both of you. And I really meant the review and it's, um, it, you know, the review maybe led me to actually have a nice friend hang out with you all. So, um, I really enjoy you and you, you guys are both good follows as well. Thank, thank you. you so much for coming on and talking books with, with us. This was so much fun. I love talking about romance novels. And so it was great to to kind of introduce you more to that world. 
I appreciate all the recommendations. Awesome. Well, go follow us on Instagram at you have to read this book podcast. Um, our personal Instagrams are in the bio and leave us a like, a uh, comment or review. Just engage with us. We, we like, listen, all of the things, all the things. And, um, let's see if we can do this. Our sign off. I'm going to point to you this time. Okay. Okay. Cheers, Cheers friends. friends.